Okay. Before the enemy rudely interrupted us and cut us off, we were talking about um, John 1.14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We were talking about holding fast to the confession of our faith without wavering and speaking to the mountain, whatever, whatever the mountain may be, to be removed, be cast into the sea. And then we were talking about that whatever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, and that we need to hold fast to the confession of our faith. The word confession means to agree with, and we are agreeing with what Yahweh says. Um, one more verse concerning this is Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. Isaiah 55 Verse 10 and 11, we're just going to keep continuing walking by faith and not by our senses. And that when we go through difficult times, painful times, discouraging times, um, times when you don't understand what's going on, that you, you continue to hold fast to the confession or to the agreement of your faith in what Yah says, in what Yah has promised in His Word, because 2 Corinthians 1.20 says all the promises of Yah are yes and amen. So we need to agree with it. Isaiah 55 says, Linda, go ahead, read it. 10 and 11. <clears throat> For as the rain and the snow comes down from the heavens and do not return there, except it waters the earth and make it bring forth and bud and give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be, which goes out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in what I sent it to do. So we see here that Yah sent his word. Remember we talked about Abraham. He said he, that he called those things that do not exist as though they did. He changed his name so that his name would be a father of many nations and Sarah's name so that she would be a mother of many nations so that every time someone called Abraham or they called Sarah by name, they were declaring, they were agreeing with Yahweh that Abraham was the father of many nations, Sarah was a mother of many nations, even though they hadn't had a child yet, all because Yah promised it. And when you and I are fully persuaded that what Yah has promised will come to pass, um, we will receive and we will hold fast and be in agreement with what Yah says because the prophet Isaiah said, his word will not return void. And just like he said that word to Abraham or any other promise that's in the scriptures, when you stand on those promises and you obey those commandments connected to those promises, his word will not return void. It will keep working on your behalf. It'll keep working in you. It'll keep working for you regardless if you see it or not, regardless 
if you feel any changes or not, regardless if any members of your family are turning to Yah or not, regardless of whatever, when we hold fast to the confession of our faith that is based upon Yah's word, it will come to pass because Yahweh's faithful. Now, you always got to say this when you teach faith principles, um, because there are a lot of people out there that they get way off track. They start claiming millions of dollars. They start claiming six Cadillacs or six Rolls Royces. That's not what Yah's talking about. He's talking about his promises. There is no promise that says you will inherit a Rolls Royce or that someone's going to give you a million dollars or $10 million or whatever. But so we need to keep it. We need to keep it, it well balanced. So I just wanted to share that to encourage our faith. Um, I did a YouTube teaching on it this morning. That'll, that'll be on YouTube tomorrow. Um, so you can listen to it and just let it encourage your faith, praying that it, it, either sparks new flames of fire in your faith or that it takes you to another level that if you've been discouraged and one of the things I've realized Hebrews chapter 2 it says that we need I think like verse 1 or 2 it says that we need not we need to be careful not to let anything slip from us so there are certain truths that we have learned that maybe at times we let them slip from us. So this is w one of those teachings to encourage you. Don't give up on your confession of faith. Keep holding on to the word that was promised because he is faithful and he will perform it. Keep decreeing what is written. Job said, decree a thing and it shall be established. Keep speaking to the mountain. Yeshua said it would move. If you do not doubt in your heart, mm -hmm. keep believing to have received whatever it is you've asked him for by faith, no matter how ridiculous it looks, no matter how far fetched it seems like coming to pass. Keep believing just like it's been thousands of years since Yeshua said that he would return the same way he departed the earth. But we know he's coming. So we keep holding fast to our confession, our agreement that he will return in the same way he left. All righty. All right. I think, yeah, Hebrews 2, I believe it's 1 or verse 2. It says to be careful not to let things slip from you. Something to that effect. That, yep, don't let, I think the King James says, you know, don't let things slip. And see, and. Verse in Job that you were talking about. Right. Say it again. Was the verse in Job that you were talking about, chapter 22, verse 28? I think so. What does it say? Um, you shall also decide a thing and it will stand for you. And light shall shine on your ways. Yep, the English, the English version says, decree a thing 
and it shall be established for you. So, you know, when we decree what Yahweh says, we're not decreeing what Mark says, what Linda says, what anybody else says. We're decreeing what Yah says. Um, that's why it's important to speak only, thus saith Yahweh. Remember, I believe it's Matthew 8, a uh, centurion was coming to Yeshua because his servant was in much pain. Mm -hmm. And Yeshua said, I will come and heal him. Yeah, eight through nine. Verse, chapter 8, verses... Centurion said, Master, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only speak a word and my child will be healed. Right. So when you and I, we just need to just keep speaking his word. Yeshua said, I'll come and heal him. And he said, no, all you got to do is speak the word. And Yeshua responded and said, I have not found even such great faith not even in Israel. So even the Hebrew people, his Hebrew people, did not have an understanding of faith like that centurion did. So when we speak the word, when we know all we got to do is speak the word, speak what Yahweh says, and his word, like we read in Isaiah 55, it will go into a person, into a situation, into circumstances, and it will keep working, and it will not return to Yahweh until it accomplishes what it was sent to do. The other thing that I like about Isaiah 55 is it says that his word was sent to accomplish something. Okay, the word apostle or apostolic anointing means sent. So when a word is sent, it's sent. And when you speak Yah's word, it, you, you are sending it with an apostolic purpose to accomplish what Yahweh has said. So when you say so-and-so um, to be saved or healed or delivered or to be restored back into fellowship with Yah, whatever it might be, or when you say that by his stripes you're healed, or when you say that our nation is restored back to Yahweh's Torah, you are not only agreeing with Yahweh, but those words will be sent, and they will continue working until they, they accomplish Yahweh's apostolic purpose. Hallelujah. All right, so I woke up this morning... And yeah, praise Yah that I woke up this morning. Um, I woke up this morning with this word that came to me that in the Torah, Yahweh has mercy. One of the negative things, I mean, we can all attest to this, especially if you're in any Hebrew um, Facebook groups or you read anything on Facebook or you talk with other Hebrew people, or you watch YouTube, one of the negative things that plagues the Hebrew people is that they can come across very critical, very mean-spirited, very ugly, 
um, where almost the things that they say, even though they're truth, they are not seasoned or saturated with mercy. And so Yahweh put this in my heart that in the Torah, Yah has mercy. So the word mercy means favor and loving kindness. It also means that when you or myself or anybody else, that when they least deserve Yah's mercy, you extend it. So when you and I least deserved to have his mercy come into our life, he gave it. And so we're going to go over some scriptures on mercy. One, to see how Yah is merciful to us. And then we're going to see some scriptures that say that we need to be merciful. That means we need to be forgiving. We need to be compassionate. The things we, we, we need to say needs to be full of love. I remember some years ago when I first started pastoring, many people came up to me and they would say, it's not so much what you say, it's how you say it. That I would come across um, harsh. And when you do that, people have a hard time receiving. And it's not that you need to have everything you say be like pumpkin pie and whipped cream because that's not the way it is. But I had no clue what, what they were saying. I remember a lady named Frances used to say that to me all the time. And she was an older person. And so, you know, for years I would say, yeah, I don't know or understand what they're saying. I don't know how to change it. And eventually, he began doing a work in me uh, to make me more gracious and more merciful. Am I totally there yet? No. But I'm striving to get there. So let's start off in Genesis 19, verse 19. Now, Genesis 19 is about Yah rescue, rescuing Lot and the family from the judgment that was coming upon Sodom and Gomorrah. And verse 19 says, You have magnified your mercy. So the first thing we need to see is that Yah wants to magnify his mercy in your life. He also wants to magnify his mercy in people who don't deserve it. The rapist, the criminal, the drug addict, the homosexual, the rebellious one, the backslider, the, um, the co-worker you have that just does not want to hear anything you have to say about the scriptures or about Yahweh. Okay, he wants to magnify his mercy. Okay, okay, now let's jump to chapter 39 and verse 21. 
This is about Joseph. Twenty-one. And it says, Yah was with Joseph. Now remember, Joseph was thrown into prison uh, uh, because of no fault of his own. He was lied about. He was lied about. I mean, it was an attack of the enemy. The same way some things can happen in your life where it is no fault of your own. And even if something happens in your life that was your fault, you got off track, you sinned, you rebelled, whatever, Yah's mercy will be with you. It says, but Yah was with Joseph and showed him mercy. And see, we need to we need to understand this that when you know we see people that you know don't want to hear it, whatever the case may be, you and I didn't grasp it at first either. You and I did not repent right away either, but it says that Yah showed him mercy. So to the heathen, to the rebellious to the mean-spirited, to the anti-Messiah person, to the anti-Torah uh, person, to the person in Christianity that, you know, thinks you and I have lost our marbles, we just keep showing them mercy. No matter what they say, no matter what they do, we keep showing them mercy. Okay, it says here, and gave him, Yahweh gave or showed Joseph mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So when you keep showing mercy, it'll be a testimony. All right, now let's go to Exodus 20. See, one of the things we, we have, and we continue to teach, that it is of the utmost importance that you and I obey Yahweh's laws and commandments. But the other side to that is we cannot forget that Yah is still merciful. Because you and I do not keep his laws and commandments perfectly, 100%, all the time. Our attitudes are not right all the time, so on and so forth. And yet Yahweh shows us mercy. Okay? But our hearts is to obey his laws and commandments. And you will see, when if you study... All the scriptures, there's almost 300 of them, on the subject of mercy. Everywhere in the Bible that the word mercy comes up, you will see that a majority of the promises are for mercy come to those that obey his laws and commandments. But we also need to realize that it does manifest to those who are not quite there yet. You know, Paul said that he was the chief of sinners, but yet Yah showed mercy and forgave him and saved him. In Exodus 20, verse 6, it says, Showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. So we see the connection, obey his commandments, 
and mercy is a promise. And his mercy will continue working in your life and for your life. His kindness, his loving favor, his loving kindness will keep working in your life and for your life. You're going to see there are other scriptures that say up to a thousand generations. So what you are starting, even though maybe the rest of your family hasn't embraced it yet, and even when you leave this earth, it's going to continue. So it says here that Yah will show mercy to those that love him and keep his commandments. Okay, Numbers 14, 18. Numbers, Numbers 14, 18. Numbers 14, 18. It says that Yah is long-suffering and of great mercy. Just like Yah is love, Yah is a man of war, it also, he is long-suffering and of great mercy. And you and I can, can never forget that, especially when someone does us wrong. Or especially when we see someone and you think, how can they be doing that? You know, I remember I backslid for six months. Uh, very few people get it and stay on track because the thief will come to try to distract you and get you off um, course. You know, many people, like uh, we had a pastor that fell in sexual sin and I used to think, how could he do that? And, you know, all I can say is, Yah is long-suffering and great mercy. Fortunately, he repented, and so on and so forth, and I don't know if he's still alive or not, but I know that um, Yah forgave him, his wife forgave him. But nonetheless, we need to realize that some people just go through it and don't get things as quick as maybe you and I might. So it says, Yahweh is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgressions. Verse 19 says, Pardon, I beseech you, the iniquity of this people. So Moses is praying that Yah would pardon the children of Israel, for the iniquity. And he said, according to the goodness or to the greatness of thy mercy. So when you pray for someone, especially someone that knows Yahweh's laws and commandments, but has walked away from them or has rejected them or for whatever reason, has compromised their life and is no longer obeying them, you can ask Yah to forgive them, not according to what, to your position, not according to their faith, but according to how great 
Yah's mercy is, and his mercy is beyond anything that you and I can ever think of. When we deserve to be destroyed and sent to the, to the hell flames, he forgave us, delivered us, and restored us. So he will do that as you and I stand in the gap for our nation and for our loved ones. Okay, here's another verse. Psalm 145 and verse 8. Psalm 145 and verse 8. You know, and, and I remember reading some posts on some of the Facebook groups and people would, would respond and say, you know, so many of you people are so mean-spirited and harsh that it, it says, if I didn't know any better, if I thought this is the way it was, I'd give up and quit. And so, you know, we have to make sure, and, and, and I know sometimes it's almost impossible, we say things, and when people don't want to hear it, they're going to think you're harsh anyways. But we just need to, whatever we speak, we speak with love. Whatever we speak or do, we do it with an attitude of mercy. Kind of like the old saying, but by the grace of Yah, there goes I. You know, that we can't, you know, we see someone begging on the side of the road and you might want to make fun of them. You better not, because you might find yourself in that position. I remember some years ago, I've shared this before, one of our people in our church uh, at the time couldn't understand how someone could be a drug addict. And this person up to this point never, ever used drugs. Well, she ended up shooting cocaine and heroin. And she, so... You know, when you and I are not merciful and gracious, Yahweh just might let you taste what it what it's like. She did what it what it's like to walk in another person's shoes, and we ne we never want that to happen. But anyways, Psalm one forty five verse eight. It says, Yah is merciful, compassionate, patient, always ready to forgive. See, we can't lose sight of that. We cannot lose sight of that. It's awful quiet today. All right. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9. Prayerfully, your faith will be stirred up today uh, to walk further in mercy than you've ever walked before. That you would treat people with mercy like you've never treated them before. Someone could spit in your face, 
and you respond in mercy. Because that's exactly what Yeshua did when they crucified Him. Or someone can say they're an angel and have their friend agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm glad you keep saying I'm an angel. I appreciate it. Yeah, I figured, I figured. That's why I took it. All right. It says, Deuteronomy 7, 9. Know therefore that Yah, He is Elohim, the faithful Elohim, which keeps covenant and mercy with them that love Him and keep His commandments to a thousand generations. So again, mercy is part of His covenant. And he keeps it with them that love him and keep his commandments. And we know that Yeshua said in John, I believe it's 14, verse 15 and 21, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Okay, next one, Psalm 31, verse 9. Psalm 31, verse 9. And there are times that you and I just need to pray these next few verses for ourselves. And Psalm 31 verse 9 says, Have mercy upon me, Yah. That's all you need to, say. That's all you need to pray. What does that say? Give me your grace. Give me your grace. And mercy means the same thing. That sometimes when you mess up, when you sin, when you come short, when you've treated someone badly or wrongly, when you've spoke evil about someone, whatever. Or even if there's someone out there listening, they might be in prison, they might be a rapist, they might be a criminal, they might be a thief, they might be um, committing fornication, whatever. All you have to do is say, Yahweh, have mercy on me. Forgive me. And He will. Look in chapter 51 of Psalms. Now this is when David was in great trouble. I believe it's Psalm 51 verse 1. Let me just look real quick. Okay, Psalm 51, verse 1. It says, It's a psalm of David when Nathan the prophet came to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. Well, what did he do when he went into Bathsheba? Committed sin. Committed sexual sin. Okay. It says, um, Let your grace or mercy be to me, O Elohim." According to your loving kindness, according to, your, to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Now, this other version says that he prayed, Yah, have mercy upon me according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. See, and we need to pray that sometimes. 
and blot out my transgressions. Well, we just don't get them blotted out now. We get them removed by the precious blood of the Passover lamb. And then verse 2, David prayed, Wash me completely from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. So, David prayed for Yah's mercy, and he received it. Now let's jump over. to. There's many other verses we could go, but, you know, just continue the study on your own. But, but they all basically say the same thing. Yah is merciful. Yah will extend his mercy to those that repent, to those that call upon him, to those that love him, to those that walk in his laws and commandments. He will be merciful. And he will be merciful to you. I mean, if there was someone, just for an example, if someone out there was a homosexual and they got AIDS and they're on their deathbed, Yah will be merciful to them. Not only will he forgive them or her, but he will heal them and restore them back to the days of their youth. That's the Elohim we serve. That's our Heavenly Father. That He is the Creator. He is the Deliverer. He is our Savior. All right. Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. Did I tell you to turn there yet? No. Okay. Matthew 5, verse 7. It says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So now the opposite of that is accurate as well. When you don't give mercy, you will not obtain mercy. So if for no other reason, he said, Yahshua said, blessed are the merciful. So if you want Yah to have mercy upon you when you sin, you and I need to learn to be merciful. All right, go to Matthew 9 and verse 13. Matthew chapter 9 verse 13. Yeshua said, go and learn what this means. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. It's not that we should not abound in our sacrificing or our giving or anything, but it does mean that we need to learn and we need to abound, increase and multiply in what Yah... Shua means to have mercy. We need to learn what it means to have mercy. Some of us, we get into situations because Yah's trying to show us we need to be merciful. We need to extend mercy to, to the guilty, 
we need to extend mercy. Why? Because he wants you to, to plant seed. Because you reap what you sow. He wants you to sow mercy so that when you need mercy, you'll have a fresh crop of mercy coming in. Yes? All right, Math, Matthew chapter 15 and verse 22. This is about a woman who was not a Hebrew. She was not part of Israel. And her daughter was grievously vexed with the devil. In verse 22 it says, Have mercy on me, Yahshua, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And see, when you read that whole thing, you'll find that Yeshua was merciful and he healed and delivered her daughter. But at least this lady recognized what so many people in the, in the Christian world today does not recognize is that her daughter was grievously vexed with the devil. She was tormented by the demonic. And so you and I need to recognize and discern when the demonic is um, attacking our loved ones or attacking our own lives. But, she, but notice what she prayed. She more or less said, even though, Yeshua, I have no legal right to ask you, I'm asking for your mercy, thou son of David. So she recognized Yeshua was the Messiah. And she asked him for his mercy. And he granted it. How much more you and I, the seed of Israel, grafted into Israel, how much more will we receive mercy because we're under His blood in covenant with Him when we ask Him for it? All right, a couple more. Luke chapter 1, verse 50, 5 0. That's right, we're part of 5 0. I always think of that now whenever I read the word 50. Yanny. Luke chapter 1, verse 50. It says, his, his mercy is upon them that fear Him from generation to generation. His mercy is upon them that fear Him from generation to generation. That means... His mercy is available to you and I. All right. Um, now I want to give you two examples of mercy. Both in the Gospels. Um, Luke chapter 10. And, and in Luke chapter 10, I believe around the 30th verse starts the, the story 
where the rich young ruler asked Yeshua what he must do to inherit eternal life. And Yeshua said, keep the commandments. And he said, I have kept the commandments. And then I believe it says that a scribe looking to um, test him said, you know, who is my brother or who is my keeper? Something like that. Correct? Okay, Luke chapter 10. Let me just turn there real quickly. I was going off my notes. Luke chapter 10. Okay. Um, and if you start reading verse 25, uh, I might have been mixing up some of the scriptures here. Okay, behold, a certain scribe stood up, tempting him and saying, Teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Yeshua said to him, What has been written in the Torah? See, that's why it's all, it always goes back to the Torah. And then he said, How do you read it? And answering, he said, You shall love Yahweh your Elohim with all your heart, your soul, your strength, and your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. That came directly out of the Torah. And he said, you have answered rightly. Do this and you shall live. So Yeshua is telling you that how to receive eternal life. Obey the commandments. But you and I both know we fall short of this. And he said, you have rightly answered, verse 29, but desiring to justify himself to Yeshua, he said, who's my neighbor? And taking it up, Yeshua said, now he gives a parable. Well, actually, it's, it's not a parable. He said, a certain man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell in with robbers who both stripped him and beat him and left him barely alive, and they left. And it happened so a certain priest or someone, if there was one person of the, these two that should have done something about it, it should have been this dude. But this priest did nothing. It said he saw him and he passed on the opposite side of the street. He ignored him. And in the same way, a Levite also being at that place, coming and seeing him, he passed by on the opposite side too. So the religious community, the Hebrew body who said they knew Torah, they should have done something about it. But they didn't. Now a Samaritan, who was um, kind of like the outcast, came upon him, seeing him, he had compassion on him. And you can continue reading. He took him in. He took money from his own pocket, took him to an inn, promised that he would return, and asked the keeper of the inn to take care of him and help him, so on and so forth. And then Yeshua said, which one of these three was his neighbor? 
or which one walked in mercy, or which one was merciful. Verse 37, Then he said, The one doing the deed of mercy with him. Then Yeshua said to him, Go and do likewise. So that's what mercy is all about. Mercy is helping someone to be restored, helping someone who may not deserve it. This person wasn't a a Torah believer, but yet to keep Torah, you have to treat your neighbor as yourself. You have to treat others with merciful. Remember, Yeshua said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Think about this. How many people, they died prematurely all because they were not merciful. They did not treat people with mercy. They were mean-spirited, they were ugly, whatever. It's all the works of the flesh. Well, we need to grow and abound in being merciful. One more example is John chapter 8. John chapter 8, verses 1 through 12, is about the woman caught in adultery. You know, and you always got... This always comes to me. If they caught the woman in the, in the act of adultery, she couldn't have been alone. That's right. What about that dude? Yep. Let's stone him. Take him out, take him out to the wall and stone him. No, we, I mean, they should have brought it up, but obviously... Now, I heard one... One um, teacher said the reason they didn't expose the man because the man was um, one of the priests, was a scribe or a Pharisee. So, nonetheless, this is about a woman caught in the act of adultery. So when Yeshua said to him, to them, to the leaders... You who are without sin, cast the first stone. So the only person that has a legal right not to be merciful to someone that is totally guilty of sin was Yeshua. And Yeshua said that he said in verse 11, and he said, neither do I judge you, or I do not condemn you. Go and sin no more. She was wondering if Yeshua was going to be merciful, or if he was going to be like the other rabbis. And he said, no, I don't condemn you, but go and sin no more. And this is just common sense. If a person... <laughs> wants mercy because maybe they've been caught with drugs and they want you to forgive them. 
But you continue in using those drugs or you continue being a drunkard or you continue in sexual sin. There is no forgiveness. There is no mercy. When, you know, a lot of times we say people just acknowledge their sin because they got caught. And that, that is true. There is a truth in that. If they turn away, some people, it's a blessing to be caught because then they realize it and they turn away from it. But if you don't turn away from it, you cannot expect Yahweh to forgive you. Um, in John, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, the epistle of John, chapter 1, verse 9, it says, if you confess your sin, that word confess in the Greek means homologio, something like that. I, I'm not sure if that's how you say it, but what it does mean is that you turn and you go in the opposite direction. So if you've been caught doing drugs, say by your parents or by a loved one, and you say, oh, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. You will stop doing those drugs. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you're really not wanting forgiveness. You've just been caught and you're just wanting to justify it. Why? Use spiritual things to get the monkey off your back, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Same way uh, in anything else. When you are serious and you want Yah's mercy, you will turn away from whatever it is. Or you will make an attempt to turn away from it. I know sometimes all of us, we might get angry, we might say something, we might get fleshy, we might get impatient, but we turn away from it. We ask for forgiveness, and we seek Yahweh to be merciful, and we ask, we ask Him to help us overcome that. And that's what mercy is all about. It's turning away from it. But if you don't turn away from it, you're not going to experience mercy. So, to balance this out, we need to be merciful. We cannot be hard-hearted or harsh or come across ugly. We also need to be a people that obeys Yahweh's laws and commandments. Because to Him, the promise is mercy. But Yeshua reminded us that if you want mercy, you got to extend mercy. Luke 6 verse 36 also says something to the effect of, you want mercy, you, want mercy? you got to give mercy. So you want to reap mercy, you got to sow mercy. And in the same way, you cannot think that you can ask for Yah's mercy and keep continuing in said sin. What did he say to the woman caught in the act of adultery? He said, go and sin no more. Mm -hmm. I will have mercy on you. 
but turn away from your sin. See, a lot of people, they want to feel the goosebumps and they want, to, they want you to accept them in their sin. They want you to accept them in their rebellion. They want you to accept them and, and say it's okay that they're doing X, Y, Z. And that's not what walking in love's about. You and I are called to expose the deeds of darkness, correct? That's what Ephesians says. Paul said to the church at Ephesus, who was steeped in paganism, to expose the deeds of darkness. And when you expose it, that individual has the opportunity to turn. Now if that person or group of people do not turn, there will be no forgiveness. But at the same time, you and I have to walk in mercy towards them. You and I have to pour out as much mercy and grace to them as possible. Until so this morning, when I woke up, and Yah put this in my heart that in the Torah, there is mercy. We, we need not to forget that coupled with the commandments and Yahweh's laws is mercy. Yes, we need to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments. But we need not be so puffed up that we don't extend mercy to people that maybe don't get it yet. Maybe they don't see it yet. Maybe they don't understand it. Maybe they don't even want to hear about it. But nonetheless, the way you're going to turn that ship is they're going to see you as a living Torah. They're going to see you expressing mercy into their life. So, Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for this Sabbath. We pray that we honored it. We pray that we honored you in it. In any way that we came short, we ask you, Father, to forgive us and show us how to keep the Sabbath separated. We also thank you, Father, for igniting our faith, reminding us, to hold on to the confession of our faith, to agree with what you say, to agree with your words, and to keep speaking them knowing that they have a purpose and that they will accomplish through your power and through your might the said purpose in which you sent it, that every word of Yah, every promise that we decree and declare, every promise that we agree with, every promise that we believe to have received, every mountain we speak to, to be thou removed, has the apostolic anointing and purpose of Yahweh Yeshua behind it, and it will accomplish its said purpose. So we thank you for stirring our faith up to a higher level 
in the power and in the authority of your name. And we also thank you, Father, for teaching us how to walk in mercy, how to be merciful, as well as to believe to have received Yah's mercy every day of our life, to receive his mercy, and to know that his mercy keeps us breathing. His mercy keeps us alive and well, healthy, whole, sound, and complete. His mercy delivers us and restores us. His mercy has called us out of darkness. And Father, we thank you for it. And Yahweh, we praise you. We praise you for these words, this teaching on this Sabbath. And Father, I thank you for this teaching that we'll put out on podcast and that you can connect with us at Yahweh Yeshua Assembly at YahwehYeshuaAssembly.com. You can connect with us on Facebook and on MeWe. Until next time, Yahweh bless you.